Hello and welcome everyone to episode 10 of the UE podcast for game 122. Myself, Faddy, sitting here with Portsmouth manager Ian Robinson, who has decided to join me and Daz today. Um, Ian, thank you for joining. How are you doing? Hey, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Thank you. Um, and then obviously sitting over to my right is Daryl Saunders managing a wonderful, wonderful, <laughs> let's, let, let's, be, let's be honest, a dreadful fucking Charlton team. What are you talking um, about? We're second. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how you're second. Oh, that's probably because I helped you, isn't it? Yeah. You didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> no, once. How's, yeah, how's it going anyway? Yeah, good. I actually put some focus in it this week and we won. So, you know, funny that, isn't it? Yeah, well, I've said this to you before. Fucking just give it a little bit of TLC and you'll be all right. Yeah. I mean, you've conceded, what, seven goals the entire league? So 10 games, seven goals. That's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Um, got, I know uh, you're drawing a lot, but still not bad. Yeah, I had like three draws in the bounce. I've won the last two. Uh, I'd like to score a few more, but as you know, I've got the best defensive record in the league of Division 4, which is very I mean, unlike if, me. If, Look, apart from Wimbledon, the teams that are around you haven't really scored much more than you. Kettering are on 18, but everyone's on 12, 14, 13, um, and you're on 11. So, yeah. There's not really been like big, big results. There's lots of mm. one nils, two ones. You know, if you look at the results this week, it's a lot of one nils. I think there was like four one nil wins, and the rest were draws. Do, do, you, know what I mean? do you feel Do you feel like your league is is one of the most even leagues in the in the game at the moment? Yes, I think it's pretty. Pretty tight. No one other than Wimbledon seems to be doing like huge amount of like crazy dealing. Um, so I think we've all sort of got at it the sort of same speed. It feels like at the minute. So, um, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'm enjoying it actually now. Last couple of weeks, I have actually. Enjoyed it. Yeah, that's when you start winning, you start enjoying it. It's funny, that, isn't it? <laughs> um, Ian, obviously looking looking at your league as well. How how are you finding Portsmouth? A little bit different to you. What the teams you usually take? Yeah, uh, very mixed to be honest, mate. It's um, started off the first week I, I won, but it was a blind week. Um, and then I had a few weeks when I was actually managing the side, and we just couldn't seem to win for love nor money, um, which is a little bit frustrating. But we've started to pull it back a little bit now, and we're up to fourth in the table. So just hoping we can uh, keep it going now. Do you think? Do you think you can push for promotion? I mean, there's a three-point gap already. And you're only ten turns in. Do you do you, do you feel like those three teams are already gone, or do you reckon you can push in front of Sunderland? I think when you look at QPR, they're, they're just they're far ahead of anyone else. You know, and unless like you know, Ferdinand gets injured or something for the season, you can't see them really losing too many games. I mean, they've not lost at the moment, so I think they're going to go on and do well. And they're basically guaranteed. And you're looking at Birmingham as well; they're looking pretty strong at the moment. So I think really. You're just going to try to sneak into third place. And to be fair, I'll be happy with that. Promotion is the aim for the season. doesn't really matter if you win the league or come third, really, when you're in, in the lower leagues. You just want to come up each season if you can. Otherwise, you kind of feel like you've wasted a year. But, yeah. you know, I'll give it a good, good go anyway. And the team starts to take shape a little bit now. I've got a few good signings. got Mendieta in this week. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of happy with it. And hopefully I'll have a, a deal for Amar in a few turns, waiting for Potlock. Um, and then, yeah, happy days. Yeah, um, that's that's obviously with me as well. So fuck it up. Um, looking at your league, right? Obviously, there, there there's some big managers in this league, a full league as well, which is always nice to see. How when you first got your turn, and you looked at it, was you like the pushing for promotion is actually going to be quite hard, or did you say, do you know what? I could beat these guys. I'm 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 quite confident. To be honest, I think when you start a season or when you start a new game, you don't really know what to expect. Um, I don't always look at the managers that I'm playing. I just tend to focus on my team and just try to... Because at the end of the day, I can't influence anything that they do, you know, unless I'm playing them directly. So all I'll do is I'll concentrate on Portsmouth, try to get them as good as I can from the start um, and just go from there, really. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I sat there and looked at it and thought, oh, God, I don't want to play that person or I don't want to play that person. Um, there's some good names in that league but at the end of the day everyone's beatable easily um, and I think that's the good thing about it I mean I could easily get relegated or I could win the league you know it, it's really it doesn't matter you know you just got to beat what's in front of you each week yeah yeah fair point um, looking at the league above you 
um, if you were to get promoted, how how do you feel you could fare in that league? Because I think the three, well, at least the two teams at the bottom, probably Nottingham Forest and Watford, are, are really going to struggle to get out of the position they're in. Watford haven't won a game yet, and and Nottingham Forest have only won one. Um, but then if you look at the sides that will stay in that league, uh, Justin at Middlesbrough, uh, Liam at Hull, um, I mean, uh, Shane Windmill, Fiefs in there with Dundee. There's some good, good managers with, with good teams. And even if you look at some of the best performers, um, some of the players that are still going to be in that league looks like it's going to be quite tough. How, how do you feel like you could fare in, in that league? Do you think you can go for back-to-back promotions or do you think you'll promote well, and then try and see how it goes? No, I, I, I think when you're starting off lower leagues, the aim is to get to the Prem as soon as you can. I mean, you, you don't really want to waste the season at all. I don't want to sort of think I'm going to go up and consolidate for a season. I want to go and keep going up, you know, like we all do. Um, I don't want to sit in Division 2 for any longer than I need to, to be honest. But when you look at, like, say, look at their names, and there's some decent names in there, and I think it just depends on really how the deals go for my side and how the deals go for them at the moment. But looking at it, you know, so there's some top names, but I think we've all got a good chance, you know. And you, I think what's key for a lot of leagues is, is the start of your season. I think if you can get the first, you know, few games and you can try to get like, two points on the board, it seems to do well for the rest of the season sometimes. I mean, that doesn't always work out that way, but I think a lot of the time it's a confidence thing for a side. And, you know, it seems to lift the morale of the team and then they just seem to go up. I mean, I know it's a computer statistics and all stuff like that, but... Yeah, I, I think we could go. I think we could fare quite well and, and do quite well. You know, the deals we've got coming through. I'm going to look at some more pop players now um, and things like that. I wish we had some more points because, but I think we all do at certain points. You know, some some teams. But just to build, and I'm trying to get a younger team in now. So hopefully they will progress, a good EOS, and then coming up next year. Yeah, I I, I, I always aim for top three. You know, I, I wouldn't sit there and say, you know, even in the Prem, I wouldn't sit there and say. I'm going to win it this year. You know, I'm definitely going to win this, definitely going to win that. I think, for me, a good season, if you can finish top three, then you've had a decent season. You know, you've been up there, you've challenging, um, and I think that's, that's I'm happy. So, if I come up, slipped into third this year, then got up, and then if I manage top three again next year, happy days. I don't really want to spend another season in that league, but, you know, what will be, will be. Yeah, which is a fair point. That does. How, how do you feel? Like, obviously, you're you're the league below... Uh, Ian, do you feel like that's your aims as well? Do you feel like finishing top three is is what you need to do, and then you could once you get to the prem, you will you'll figure out what you want to do next. Or if you got to the prem, would you just try and finish top five to try and get Champions League? Uh, yes, I think definitely. I want the first two years. I want to be out of Division Four, and if perfect world, out of Division Three. I think the quicker I can get out of four and three, the better. Um, then once I'm in the second, maybe reassess where I'm at with like the game itself. Um, and then again, like, you know, get to the Prem. I think for someone like me to get to the Prem, depending on how serious I'm taking it, just to be competitive, really. I've always kind of enjoyed being the guy that pulls out, you know, when someone needs a result to get into top six or something and you're playing me. I always seem to spoil someone's day. I quite like being that guy, you know? Um, so I think I kind of build a team like that first. And then, you know, if it, it develops and some things fall in your lap and rises go your way, then you can just reassess. But for me, it was, yeah, get there as soon as possible and then see what's happening. And the game also changes, doesn't it? I mean, like, we sort of sit there and say about two seasons' time, you know, you might find that half the managers in that league have left. I mean, they might have, some people like the legends, some people don't. Some people are moaning that the rises are a little bit slow at the moment. Some people think it's perfect. And you might find half of those people have jacked it in by then and new managers have come in. So, you know, you reassess, I suppose, each season as you go. But I think at the end of the day, just, you just keep pushing it, concentrate on your team and ignore the others, really. You know, you only just look at them when you're going to play them that week if you want to scout them and, you know, tactically look at them, you know. But that's about it, really. No, it's a fair, fair comment. Um, looking at our turns at the moment, obviously a massive conversation that's happening within the game is director's confidence, right? And once you pass that 60% mark, you're able to bid slightly higher than what a player's max might be. And obviously, the more director's confidence, the more you can spend within that. 
and there is obviously like a percentage type mathematical uh, element behind it and you don't know exactly how much you can bid over but you know you can bid over um there's a lot of players that are appearing on the transfer list at the moment we're going to use Giroud as one uh Heleb as another um and the, and the managers that have bought them have bidded over their max values and when the conversations have arisen they the the conversations are well i bid 4.7 million for example and he went for 5.1 and my directors are saying oh um uh we won't pay that much for the player now if your director's confidence is 70 and mine's 67 and your i get the player and you don't when you got more do you how do you feel director's confidence has influenced this game in general, I, think it has. Yeah, I mean, that come up, didn't it, the other day, when it? Someone had a director's confidence, and that exactly that thing did happen, didn't it? You know, 70% or something, and, and they would have been more. To be honest, I've not even looked, I literally didn't even know what my director's confidence was until I've just literally looking at it, and that's 58%. It, it don't really bother me. I think when you look at the legends that are going to come in the game anyway, and the people you're going to sign. It doesn't matter really. At first, I was a little bit upset with the way the game is going to be because I felt like people that know how to bid for maxes are going to be have an advantage in this game more than others, and they probably do to a fashion. Um, but at the end of the day, like Ben had said, they can't buy everybody, you know. And even if they do get them in, I think if you concentrate on getting your training right in your team, because you'll have people like uh, Dave Hammond said like last week. Um, he won't look at a player's name; he'll look at the player's statistics normally, you know. So. And, and a lot of the time, I'll do that. Do you know what I mean? And I won't necessarily look at the actual player. So, yes, I've got like Bold and Dixon in my team who I like. I'm an Arsenal supporter, but I could have whoever in there. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't really not, not for long, by the way. Sorry? Not, not for long. 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 Yeah. No, unless you pull out. <laughs> but no, um, it, to be honest, it, I don't think it would really have I can see why people would get frustrated with it, though, because if you've got, you know, a, you know, a better director's confidence, you might think, well, mm, and it is a little bit annoying to a fashion. Uh, but at the end of the day, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really going to matter because, you know, you're going to have your team, you're going to end up transferring and, and, and buying these players, selling these players, you know, like, you know, me and the guys did in 119. You know, you might have the same player three or four times in the course of the game. I mean, it's season 10, uh, 119 now. And people just will swap and change players anyway. So I don't think it really matters, to be honest. I can see why people have the ump. You know, I can get that. Um, but for me... It's just another variable in the game, isn't it? You know, that some things are going to annoy people and other things are not. you just got to get on with it, you know, because it's not going to change it. Ben's not going to turn around and really do anything to that. So he's just going to say, crack on. And that's which, all we've got which, which, is, which is a good point. However, uh, Daz, how, how, how do you feel about director's confidence? Because th- there's obviously a situation where if you do well from the off, you have a better chance of signing someone that's not doing well. So if, uh, the perfect example is your director's confidence will be higher than John Punter's at Dagenham yeah. because he's bottom of the league. Do you know what I mean? So now he's struggling, but his director's confidence is going to be lower, which means that he might not sign players to make him better, where yours is higher and you could outbid him. And yes, it does go back to the point where Ian was saying, look, they can't buy everyone because they'll run out of money. But how do you feel about it? There's got to be some kind of reward for doing well for me. Like, and I think Derek's confidence is it. There's got to be a slight advantage, the fact that I'm doing better than John. The game can't be perfectly middle balanced for everyone every single time, as much as everyone seems to want it to be. Um, I'm not, I don't hate Derek's confidence. I think it just gives you that slight advantage in it. Like, and it maybe evens the score against if I'm doing better than say some that know how to work out maxes or whatnot. Like, I don't know. Like I've never, I've never had it as an issue. If I'm not doing well and I've been like, you know, I've lost a player because my directors, that's, that's on me, isn't it? Like I've got to figure out first how to start doing better. Like you would in real life. Like the board would back you when you're doing well. No, like, so I just, I've, I've always found Good it. Good fucking point. Good fucking point. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I've always looked at it like that. If I'm not doing very well, I have to prove that I can get us out of the shit first and then I can get rewarded. So for me, director's confidence is fine. Like if I'm doing bad, I know that, you know, what's going to come with that. What's going to come with that is I'm not going to get any 
help. Do you know what I mean? I have to figure it out for myself first. So, you yeah. know what? That is, that's, that's fucking very well put. If I'm doing well, my board backs me. Yeah. And that's, yeah. It. that's how it is, isn't it? Yeah, but at the end of the day, what are we going to do? We could scrap Doris's confidence. You know, you could take that away, then it's just all equal across the board. You know, so and then it's where, just on that. Where does this was... equal thing stop? You know, okay, like, but that, but I don't, is, but... this, you know, like it has to stop at some point. Like, you know, there's a variable to the game because, like, you know, if we are just going to sort of sit here and say that, you know, there is no Doris's confidence, for instance, and we're all going to have like bidding on the maxes, you have certain people in the game that can bid and do really well, but this does, in a way, add a variable to it. And then they're going to probably try to bid a little bit extra sometimes. They're going to miss out because they might go slightly over as well. So it's just added another variable to the game, really, if you look at it that way. So, yeah, I ain't got a problem with it, to be honest. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. And what that was going to be my, my next question. If, if this game is meant to be on an equal playing field, then should that be in there? But you, you've, you've technically answered that. Um, moving on to my next question, Ian, it's more, it's more about you. Um, just just a little bit of background on you. How, when did you join the game? How did you find out about the game? Um, what What's your favourite game? What's happened? A little bit of background on you, mate. We were talking about this earlier, wasn't we? I, I went back on all my old emails earlier, and I sort of I joined on the 2nd of February 2017. Um, I actually got Nice in uh, game 118. That was the first time I come into the game. Um, do you know, I can't really remember. I think I just done a search engine or something and just looking for play-by-mail games um, and just see this one. Because over the years, I've always played games, like, you know, probably 25 years ago, um, 30 years ago even now. Um, used to play games back in the day. Um, and I used to love them, you know. So it's always been, like, you know, kind of a, a little hobby for me. And then I have many years when I've come away from play-by-mail games. And then sort of like, it was, it was more when me uh, lost my dad in 2013, I started, um, you know, looking and doing more football manager things on the computer, and 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 I started getting back into like this sort of thing. Tried a few different games, um, and sometimes they're okay. But I got into this one, like I say, February 2017. Um, loved it pretty much straight away. Um, made a few friends along the way. Um, people like Dale um, with a great scheme. Um, some of these guys helped me out at the beginning. You know, just asking them some some advice, and and it just went from there. Um, as for my best game um, in UE, I've loved 119. I just loved it. It was um, definitely my most successful um, game by a long way. Um, and I sat there earlier trying to work out all the things that I've won in the game. And it's, um, that was, by far, I think I've got 138, um, about 14, no, 15 Premier Leagues, I think I won in that um, game. Um, so it was, it was a good game for me. I find in this, this game, 1-2-1 uh, was more of a challenge. Um, but it's quite nice because you've got a lot of the big managers, you know, like there's people that were like from game 119 weren't about, you know, and it's nice that some of these people come back and are in the game and staying in it now. And it's good for the game, you know, it makes things harder. Um, and I think at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. I mean, I used to want to win all the time, but it doesn't bother me anymore. You know, I, like I say, I'm happy to get a top three in a game and I'm, I'm happy days, you know. But, um, but yeah, I love the game. Um, yeah. Isn't it? Do you do you feel that the game has improved since you joined in 2017? Yeah, um, I think that it's. I think you enjoy it more as you learn more. I think you know when it's like anyone, they don't really enjoy something if you're losing. If you're paying money each week and you're losing, you don't enjoy it. You know, and then you think about quitting and leaving. If you're doing well, you want to take the time um, on these things, you know, you're going to start doing a little bit better. And But I think the game as, as an overall has, has improved. Um, and I think, you know, Ben tries to change things about a little bit and different ideas. Um, some of them we like, some of them we don't. We, you're not going to please everybody. And I think that's what it comes down to, really. You can't keep everybody in the game happy. But, I mean, this Legends game, I, I would have almost rather it started like the last Legends game where we had all the legends already in our teams, you know. I mean, Daz, you had, um, didn't you have Charlton back then as well? Yeah, yeah, I did. I had John Bards. Because mm, I, 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 I think I got Rob Lee off you at the start of the game. And yeah, last I had him, uh, Yeah, Kaiser Slouten. And, uh, you know, he's in Division 1. We won the league there. And I kept him for quite a few seasons. So I, I would have liked to have probably started. I mean, I, it's nice that he's held some of them back. Um, but I would have liked to have seen more of the legends in the game now. 
um, to be honest, um, just so there's more deals and more names flying about. I mean, we're, we're sort of, it's a bit slow. And I can see why some people are a little bit frustrated because you want a few more coming in each week. And we only seem to have like a couple. And scouts for me have just been awful. You know, it, I don't know what you two have found them, but. Uh, so from my one. understanding, from, from my understanding, obviously some trickle into the, the rest of the world transfer list and then some go into actual teams. However, if a Brazilian player, let's say Pele, was added into the game on turn 10, and you scouted Santos, I scouted Fluminense, um, Daz scouted someone else, right? He wouldn't be generated into any of those three squads. He would go into a different Brazilian squad that makes that no one scouted so that he stays in the game for longer, right? Um, as in, like, harder to find. And then you've got to scout again because you might have gone Brazil that week and then next week you go Argentina. And really, the best bet to do is scout as many Brazilian teams as you can. Now, the other, the other issue is, if everybody in the game scouted one Brazilian team, that Brazilian player wouldn't go to a Brazilian team. He'll go somewhere random in the world that hasn't been scouted. So then you might lose that player that you've looked for. So then that's where it becomes a little bit difficult. Now, I see what Ben's trying to do. He's just trying to make it a little bit more interesting in terms of scouting because let's be honest, scouting's a bit boring sometimes. Like you just, you scout to look for a player, but you're not, right now you're scouting really looking for fucking one of the legends to pop up and be like, shit, I just found Akin Batshu or I just found Roberto Baggio. Like, fuck, you know, oh, I'm so excited. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it must have been awful though for me. I mean, all I'm looking for at the moment is money makers. You know, I'm just looking for, for players that I can find that I can potentially... You might get cheeky rise when you sign them. Um, you can probably put them in the reserves or something. You know, you might want to train them a little bit. Or just someone you can just generally just make a few quid on, you know. And I think long-term game, that's not what I'm trying to do at the moment. Just keep the money ticking over. And if you do find a legend, you know, God forbid I'll find one in a minute. But if I did find one, then I might have a little bit of money to go for one, you know. But for me, the scouts all they are at the moment is just money makers. You know, that's all I'm literally looking at now. That's fair. Daz, do you feel the same or do you feel like you're scout, looking for scout, that legend? Scout has been trash. Like, it's been trash. I've hated. Like, normally I pull out something from scouts. I, like, if I find a legend cool, I wouldn't say it's particularly something I'm overly fussed about. There's a couple of names that maybe I'd like long time, but, but I'm trying to play this one a bit more serious. But yeah, no, the scouting's just been god awful. It's not even much to sell on. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's just been pretty trash. I've found all of it. Slim picking. Yeah. Like it's turn 10. And, you know, I thought maybe, you know, you always think, oh, maybe I found someone. No, there's nothing. Nothing. Crash. Nothing. It would be nice if we had a few more in there. But, you know, at the end of the day, if the game lasts longer, then, you know, I'm happy with it. You know, it's it's not a game that I'm going to leave. I love Legends and I'll stay until, you know, I'm the one turning the lights out probably at the end perhaps, you know. But, um, yeah, it would be nice to have a few more in there. You know, starting now. I mean, I don't know when he has players in. I mean, is, is he going to like in, is it in a general game? Is this what weeks is it he had some in? Isn't there like some like turn 10 and turn 20 or something? Five, I think it's every five turns. Every five turns, is it? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, you might find a few more coming in there soon. Um, you know, and if they do, that'd be great, you know. I, I'm not really bothered who the legend's name is. I mean, I've not searched for anybody yet. Um, you know, the chances are you're not going to probably get them anyway. But if you want them that bad in the game, if you find, sign someone, one of you boys out in, then down the line, I'll probably try to get him off you, you know. And uh, and then I think that's what you find in 119. You don't have to buy him, you know, straight away. You know, if you ain't got the money, it's no big deal. You're, you're somewhere down the line, you'll probably get an apertary on me inside if you really, really want him. Just depends on the deal and, and who you're dealing with a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. No, and I will say, Ian is the easiest man to deal with in the land. Like, for me, like, it's just it's always been so easy. It's like, I think we've had most of our deals wrapped up in about four messages. I mean, the times I'm that not going to lie. I'm not going to. This is probably the first deal that I've done with Ian in a fucking long, long time. Oh, really? And it was so quick, mate. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I've, I've never had an issue because, like, it's always been quite clear for me, like, when I've chatted, like, what Ian wants and what he wants back. You know what he's offering out. Do you know what I mean? So all of that sort of back and forth is... He never seems to get in touch unless it's what he's looking for. So it always yeah, makes it yeah. so much easier. Because how many times I put a post out saying, I need a left back for my right bid. Someone's like, oh, I've got this centre forward. 
You're like, well, I don't want a centre forward. I want a left back. But yeah, no, it's um, yeah, it's always been quite easy to deal with Ian. Won't lie. That is exactly why I don't generally. I mean, a lot of people will put on the WhatsApp chats and stuff their teams up and say so and so is available. You tend to find I don't do that. I tend to sit there and just watch the chats, and if a player comes up I like, I'll go directly to the person. I mean, some people will sit there and say, oh, yeah, but I've missed out. I've never had a chance to bid or this and that. But the problem is you put them up there. Like you say, you get so many terrible offers. And, yeah. and I'm not saying, I, mean, I know you say I'm easy to deal with, but there's others that will probably disagree with you, you know, because everyone values their players better. You know, in your eyes, they're like golden, you know, and you, 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 you want to sort of like give your silver for, for gold, you know what I mean? But it's, you know, I'll just, uh, I'll try to be fair. I think if you deal with certain people, which I tend to stay in little like sort of groups of people I like, um, just because if you, even if you lose out on a deal this time, you know, you might give a bit or they give a bit, you know it's going to go back and forth, you know. So some managers in the game just want to be on the best side of the deal every time. And and I find it difficult and I tend to stay away from those people. Um, it's just the way they do it, you know. It's, it's not saying it's wrong. It's just I prefer to, you know, give and take a little bit, you know. And, and that's why I tend to stay within select groups of people that, I can know even if I give them a little bit more, I'll get that back. You know, people like Justin, people like, you know, Mikey, all these people I know are going to, down the line, they'll give me something, you know. Um, and then you have other people that are just like, you know, want to be on the best side of the deal every time, which then it just makes you think, well, I don't want to be on the wrong side of the deal. No one wants to be on the wrong side of the deal, do they? So, um, but, you know, with certain groups of people, you know, you just, yeah, you find it easier with. Yeah. And, and, Going back to what Daryl just said about you as well, uh, being easy to deal with. There's there's been quite a few comments in in terms of you and where they where some managers view you if they wanted to make their own team. Um, so one person said they would have you as their director of football um, because you're their goat. <laughs> um, another one said um, they would also have you as their director of football and said. Um, he looks like Mike Ashley, drinks like Mike Ashley, soft like Mike Ashley in giving out eight-year contracts to his management team. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, another one said that they'll have you as their first team manager, which is quite, quite crazy. And they said that Ian is also right up there with a lot of the other managers and has big trophies in the cabinet. Very nice. Very nice uh, compliments. Thank you very much for having said that. Just yeah, me. you got just, two more. You still me, got two mate. more. It was all just <laughs> <me>. <laughs> yeah, that, that just wrote them all to me just now. Um, so, so these two think that they'll have you as their reserve team manager, and um, they've said certainly knows his stuff. Um, un- underrated as well, uh, a fellow gunner, and always, uh, th- and that will always give him the extra credit. <laughs> first said, and then the last one said similar style to Dave Hammond, with a uh, and a serial trophy winner. It's it's funny you say that Dave Hammond because like with Dave, um, and me used to talk quite a bit, and I used to pick up some tips off of Dave when I was in one one seven because I, I know I joined in one one eight, but I picked up ranges in after a little while in uh, game one one seven, and I used to chat to Dave quite a lot at the time, and uh, he was very helpful. Um, in the game, getting some ideas. I mean, he knows his stuff, doesn't he, Dave? So, yeah, he does. Um, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to going head-to-head with him. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's, it's you know, you want to play all these best people, you know, because it's, it's a challenge in there. You don't want to play, like, you know, in a league with nobody. So, yeah, no, you want to play... so, yeah top of that. Um, just wanted to cover um, the the Europa League um, or UEFA Cup, as it, as it is in... in in UE terms. Some of the conversations that when we done the draw, Daryl, I'm sure you will remember, um, or probably not because you can't remember what happened this morning. No, uh, that's true. Yeah. You just said that. I'm sitting here like, no, no, <laughs> nah, I don't remember shit. No, I'm um, hoping you say something that will jog my memory. That's all. <laughs> yeah, literally. But I, I'm sure it will. Um, me, me, you and Terry were in there with Martin and, and some of the games that came up, and this was the game that you really thought was going to be one of the big games, which was Marseille against Celtic. Yep. Right? And that game, I'd just like to say, uh, finished free all on aggregate. Right? And in the end, Marseille went through, um, mainly because they scored more away goals. 
um, which was quite a shame because Celtic didn't score any goals uh, when they went away and um, and they lost that game 1-0. And then when they went to Celtic's ground, they lost uh, 3-2. Oh, sorry, Celtic won 3-2. So um, it ended up being 3 or Marseille going through and away goals. So that was the fourth biggest result. There were some big results. Big, big results. The biggest result was Lazio against Rapid Vienna, who, um, as you can see in, on, on your turns right now, Lazio have gone through. Um, they beat Rapid Vienna 7-4 on aggregate. That's 11 goals, two nice. games. Wow. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, one of the games that I said um, was Fenerbahce against Olympiakos. That also finished 2-2. So, again, draws. The ones that me and you have said were all draws. Um, uh, an- another one that, you, that, that was also spoken about was um, uh, Slavia Prague and Monaco. Uh, but this game was absolutely whitewashed. Monaco smashed them 5-2. Uh, didn't really give them a, a, a chance. Uh, beat them 2-0 away from home as well. So, yeah, Slavia Prague went out crying. Well, as you can see, the second round is... Has, has, has just been played um, uh, two turns ago and it's still the first leg, right? So there, there, there's still another leg to go um, next week. And I, I just feel like at the moment you can see there that it's 2-1 Galatasaray against Lazio, 3-2 West Ham. Uh, it looks like Napoli are through, but 1-1 Olympiacos, 1-1 Monaco, 2-1 Lyon. Um, the, the, games, the games and the teams are still quite close. Um, how, who looking at it right now, and you and and based on, um, because I can give you an idea. So na- obviously Napoli three 0 against Leicester, and on here Napoli won five two against Liega, right? So they're scoring goals. Yeah, yeah. Now if you look at Marseille again four two, they scored four goals in the previous round. Real Betis a three one, um, and they also scored um, uh, four goals in the previous round. Looking at it on paper right now, who would you say would go through uh, and possibly win this? Oh, for winners, I'm I'm going with Marseille. Okay, Sandy also seems to just have it happening at the minute. Like I don't know, I've I've seen a few games with Sandy, and but his focus seems to be strong on this one. He's second in the league, I think. Last yeah, check, yeah, yes, you know, and he's doing really well. I've seen him; he's done a few deals. He just seems to be on it you know at the moment so i would say from like early doors i would say him um obviously napoli are going to be quite strong i think napoli are quite safe to go through i think Mon- I, I just want to say napoli so you're, you're talking about sandy and his team being second in the league napoli are third from bottom mm. three points adrift from coming out of relegation right and haven't won a game in five like the they are really league. struggling in the league but doing brilliant in the UEFA. Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's a one-off games. Mm. I think it's just when it's one-off games, you sometimes experiment a bit, you know? You let your guard down a little bit, don't you? Sometimes if you're not taking the cup that serious, sometimes you use it as like a friendly almost, you know? So I wonder if he's doing that. He's like, relax. He's not thinking about it, overthinking it. Whereas in the league, it might be a little bit more panic. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, possibly. When we did the uh, one twenty one draw the other day, I actually jumped on for once and uh, was talking to Terry about. It. And I said that uh, on the the cups, like UEFA Cup Champions League, a lot of the time I don't really focus on them. You know, on all the cups, I always focus on leagues. Um, you know, and it, you find that if you you're doing well and you get to say the quarter final, then you might start to pay a bit more attention to them. You know, it's um, it's. I think at the end of the day, first and foremost, the league's the most important thing. I'd much sooner win a league. Um, like, you know, if you offer me to win the Premiership or win the Champions League, I know you, you two might disagree with me. I'll, I'll take the Prem any day because that's 26 games. I've had to be on it, you know, and beat all these other people. Um, with some of these cup games, you can just literally have two games where you're not not doing too well and go out. Or you could be like me. You could play someone like me and I don't always focus on them. I might give a couple of players a rest day, um, concentrating on the league, um, and, put, and, and or just be lazy one week and just tick the box, you know. So... I think, you know, looking at this, you know, in the leagues and everything like that, you know, some of these people might just do that. They just might not focus on it, you know. 
plus I've got quite a few teams, and I think that's where I sometimes I keep saying to myself, I'm going to cut down a little bit and start concentrating on the cups more, or concentrating on doing the reserves and the youths because I, I never do them. You know, I'd, it's, it's, I don't have the time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I've got too many sides to start sit there and start you know running through all other things like that. But yeah, you might find some of these these sides they don't they don't really put the time and effort into it you know like I do until you get to say the quarterfinals and that, that, that literally right there that's literally what I was about to throw in as a question to you do you think that because it's round one and round two people might just do exactly what you're saying just tick the boxes and just continue playing what they're playing in the league and then when it gets to the quarterfinals they'll be like do you know what right I need to scout the other team I need to really put some effort in I really need to focus you know because the game's new you know the first few weeks, I wasn't scouting opponents. You know, I was just going and looking at scouting teams just in general, trying to find scout, you know, find the buyers. You know, so whereas normally, like in 121 now, I'll scout the opposition every week, you know, like religiously, you know, and keep an eye on what they're doing and things like that. And, and if I know the manager's particularly great, I might try to do them for a few weeks. Um, but yeah, um, I'll just, I wouldn't even scout, you know, uh, other sides, you know, in the start of this game. It's only now I'm starting to, to look at other sides and start to scout a little bit. But bearing in mind as well, when you start off a game, you've probably not got, like, you know, with Portsmouth, you, you can put out in the first 11 and they're not going to be a great first them because you've still got to bring in players. You might not have a left back. So you're just throwing someone in there that's like, I don't know, seven speed players, you know what I mean? And they're just, they're, they're crap, <laughs> basically. Um, so, you know, you, yeah, you just you just sort of like, you know, find, you know, you just, I don't know, you always sort of just like, you know, work it out in the end, don't you? Do you know what I mean? It's, um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a difficult one to, to, to sort of judge sometimes. Um, but I definitely agree that, that some managers probably don't really care until they get to the latter stages. But to get to the latter stages, if you did care, then it might show a little bit of a, a difference. Um, Continuing on sort of cup games, obviously we look, we look at the Champions League. Um, there was a round today, uh, this week, sorry, and there is a round next week as well, which will, will, which will finalise the league tables. Um, some of the league that we spoke about on when it was drawn by us, let, we'll, we'll start with the first one. It was Group 1. Um, based on old school teams, Man United, Bayern Munich, Porto, Atalanta... Fucking hell, man! They've got some players in those teams. Yeah, yeah, they are. And if you look at it right now, look how tight that is. If Bayern Munich or Porto win next week, if they both win because they're not playing each other, Atalanta and United might not go through. That's how tight it is. Yeah, yeah I think Porto. Looking at that, they've got a, a, a negative minus six goal difference, didn't they? They're going to find that a little bit difficult, but yeah, it's, it's feasible, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, losing 4-0 to Bayern Munich this week does not help their, their cause at all. Yeah, but, I think it's, it's as tight as I think we thought it would be. I mean, obviously, this week, Porto getting slapped has probably put them out of it now, although we've seen stranger things in UE, but yeah, it's not really a surprise it's been as tight as it has. Yeah. But don't guys. I mean, you look at... I mean, I don't know all what these managed the managers of a lot of these times up teams are, but I know those two is uh, Steve and Gary, isn't it? So, you know, you're talking the two really good experienced managers there, you know, so I'd feel that they're going to go through next week anyway. You know, you, Steve especially, because Steve, you know, always used to do well in, in UEFA Cups and Champions Leagues. He's always seems to have a good record in those. So, well, very by, good. By Munich is Jamie Cook. Um, and uh, Porto is uh, Jack Harvey. So they're they're not they're not bad managers, mate. But Jack Jack's struggling in the league, if I'm honest. He's um he's just outside relegation zone, just above Napoli, uh, three points. But he's uh, lost the last four games. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at that table now. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, really, really little struggle there. But look, well, let's let's see what happens next week. I'm I'm really really intrigued about that league and 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 see where that goes. We'll we'll come back to the group of death or, or the the group that we thought was going to be the group of death. Um, the other two groups we 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 spoke about were seven and eight. Now seven, if you look at it now, Man City, Ajax, Atletico Madrid, and Shakhtar Donetsk. Now, on paper, again, looking at old school teams, especially well, all four of them, but especially Ajax. Um, fucking great teams. Great, great teams. Uh, when you're thinking about the Legends game. 
We um... Ajax is who I wanted if I didn't feel that I had to um, do better at Charlton. Ajax would have been who I would have gone for. Yeah, yeah. I mean, me too. I mean, Ajax as as a legendary team. Yeah. Even if you go back to when, who who can we say Zlatan? Um, you know, over Mars. Over Mars. Yeah. The thing is, is it wouldn't you wouldn't even complain at what legends you got because there's so many going to come out. Patrick Cliver. You know yeah. You can, you know, yeah, yeah. You have them you're going to get a lot of them. That's, that was always my issue on this one because you've not got a lot of those players. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, because he's held quite a lot of them back. But yeah, look, I, I mean, the, if, if we're talking about the 95 Ajax team, like, just, just bear in mind, they had Canu, the one that went to Arsenal, striker. Uh, they had Yari Lippmanen, Clivert, we just said. Fenindi George. Does anyone remember him? Yeah. Yeah, midfielder. Fucking wicked player. Um, Mark Overmars, you said. Uh, Edgar Davids. Uh, the the Boer brothers, Ronald and Frank. Edgar Davids needs to be a Barnet legend. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, they also had Danny, Danny Blind. So, uh, Blind that went to, um, to Man United, his dad. So, um, yeah, they had a wicked team, man. Van der Sar, pff, just... Unreal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can do some SPSs on these players. I don't think they'll be arriving in in this this season. But once they are added, they're they're really going to add a little bit of life and soul to the game. I think personally. Um, but but looking at the league table, it looks like Man City are promoted, and then the final spot is between Ajax and Atletico Madrid, um, who actually played this week against each other, and Atletico beat them to. To allow that uh, to be a uh, a battle now for the final game, who would you see going through? Um, bearing in mind, if you if you look at the league table, Ajax a third, managed by Greg Barr, um, where Atletico Madrid. I mean, who's playing? Not... Who's playing who? Uh, so for for this week. Mm. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I actually don't know. Yeah, see, so I think that would come because if I actually played Shakhtar, I would favour them. But it looks like there's some goals to be had at Shakhtar. No disrespect to the manager there. So if it was Atletico Madrid playing them and Ajax playing Man City, you can't imagine Ajax slapping a lot of goals past Man City. So you'd maybe favour Atletico a little bit more. Um, You would probably, on the table, put Ajax as slight favourites just because of having the two-goal difference. But Again, it depends who they're playing. You know, if I actually play Shakhtar, then yeah, I would I would put money on on Ajax myself. Point, Ian. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it depends who they're playing. To be honest, because both sides in their leagues are doing really well. So um, Steve's second at the moment, and, and he's on a good bit of form as well. So I think you know it just depends on who's playing Shakhtar in that one. Because Gibbo is it Gibbo Man City um, top top manager so you know he's, uh, he's not lost a game in that group yet so it just depends who's playing on that last game that goes yeah, through I there. mean I mean Gibbo is doing well in the Champions League but he's struggling in the league at the minute I think he's fifth from bottom um, only won two games uh, has a one a game in four so he is definitely struggling in the league so even if Ajax is playing Man City they could get a win so you just don't know again it comes back to that cup form etc so um just before we do go back to the group of death the, the final group that we spoke about was group eight um again on paper uh really really good teams in there and it looks like liverpool and sporting lisbon are going through which is a surprise to me because i thought inter milan would would maybe push a little bit more um what are your thoughts on that guys uh yeah yeah go on man. Yeah, no, I think Inter like is a surprise um, to be as poor as they've been like in that group. But, um, but again, like you know, think of the teams that probably name-wise Liverpool and Sporting Lisbon. To be fair, have started with they're probably done all right. Um, I know it's all been fair, but got a good base to work there, and they've both done quite well. But yeah, I think Inter Milan struggles have probably surprised me most out of all of them. To be fair, of all the groups. Uh, Mark Garrett is, is, is in charge of Inter, which is a, quite a surprise for me. But if you look at the league table, yeah, exactly. Inter Milan at bottom. Yeah, he's not got to it at all, is he? 
Yeah. He's not, he's not, he's been struggling to send his turns. I was speaking to him a couple of weeks back and, uh, yeah, he's not been sending the turns much at all, to be honest. So I think that's probably why he's down there. You know, he's, he's not really done too much in terms of, like, deals and stuff like that. So the team's kind of just been sitting there because he was thinking of giving up at one point, um, but sort of talked him around into staying for a bit longer. I hope he does. But I think that's, that explains his situation, where he is there. But, yeah, it, you would think would be higher up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a fair point. I mean, if he's not sending his turns, then you can expect that. Um, it's the only time few weeks left, isn't it? You know, if you've got a side and, and they're not particularly, you know, say three or four weeks you don't send your turn, other people have done deals for three or four weeks, your site changes a lot in three or four weeks. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course, 100%. Yeah, it does. It does. Um, so just going back to the group of death now, which was group three. Now, this group has really, really surprised me. I mean, having PSG bottom of this group, conceding 16 goals, having zero points, is crazy. And if you actually look at them in the league itself, he's only won one game, drawn one game, lost the last five, scored nine, let in 25. He is like really struggling in the league as well. Um, he hasn't got one player in the AR stats on, in the league table as well. Um, real, real big surprise with PSG because, because he actually started with a really decent team. Um, what are your Go on. Who is the manager? Uh, so it's a, I, I think it's a relative new guy, George Hartshorn. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, yeah, he's probably not been fine. I mean, some of these, I didn't see his team to start with, um, so I don't really know what he's had there. Um, what do you think? Some of these what legends would he have had? You know, PSG is a relatively new exper- experiment, really, when you think of the life of some of the where these legends have come from. What would he have started yeah. with? To be fair, like he wasn't, he's not going to start with any of the current PSG. And before that, what, how big were PSG before that these guys took over? Really? You know? And the thing is with the teams as well, is like you could say that you have, like, say, PSG and all these massive names, but they were never guaranteed to come in because it was going to be a more of a level playing field at any decent ratings. The PVs were starting quite low. There was no real 36, 37s, was there? You know, no big overalls. They're all old, all the players that, 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 that are your best ones, that sort of 31, 32, 33. He might not have really had much of a side, really, to play with. And like I say, if he had a couple of weeks where he didn't do deals, I don't know. You know, perhaps that'll explain why they're down there and staying down. And it, also, if he is a relatively new manager, again, you know, it don't take long, does it, you know, to sort of like fall down the league? That it does. Oh, fair. That is a fair point. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy, but I I can't see Chelsea going up um, above Zenit, and the main reason why I say that is just because of the goal difference. Chelsea are minus one, Zenit are plus three. Uh, they've both just played each other now. I mean, even if you play Barcelona, if Zenit are playing Barcelona and they pick up a point, mm. unless Chelsea absolutely smash PSG. Uh, it's going to be quite difficult, but you never know. You never know. It could it could happen. But then if Zenit are playing PSG, then it's then it's really game over, isn't it? Yeah, he's got wheels Barcelona, isn't he? So he's not lost the game, and he's already won the league. So he might put out a week inside anyway. It depends who they're playing next week. So that's the thing. You know, like, just... It depends on you know what he's got planned in the league. He's already through, isn't it? That could be. Uh, yeah, that could be. Just out and, and happy days. He's there. He's done his job. Yeah, but. So I think, I mean, that's that's what I'm doing this week because if you actually scroll down to Group 9, I'm, I'll just touch myself a little bit. Um, oh I'm, I'm four points clear of, of Helsinki, so I'm, I'm definitely through. Uh, I can't win it, so I'm definitely finishing second. So I might as well just put out a couple of youngers and, and give them a little bit of game time and experience. So that's my plan this week, I think. And that, and like you doing that, that doesn't actually affect anything, does it? Like, as you say, you're just nah. there. Yeah, literally. Second. Yeah, I'm 100% finishing second. So yeah, yeah. I might as well. Did you do the draw? Uh, yeah, we've done the draw, yes, mate. How many times did you run that draw through to get an easy group like that? Uh, one, one, one time. <laughs> <laughs> one, one, one time. And I didn't get an easy draw because I, I'll be honest with you, AC Milan are fucking good, mate. Mm. Like real good. Like I'm playing him this week. His team is fucking unreal. Um, and 
I was, I, I'm actually happy that I've got him in 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 these groups because I won't get him in the next round. But yeah, mate, it's I, I didn't do it on purpose. Huh? Avoided. Yeah. Who was managing? Oh, AC Milan. It, well, now it's Maxi, so I'll, I'll fucking batter him. But. <laughs> Well, Neil, Neil was a manager before, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, but like they've got they've got Gattuso, they've got Lee Sharp, Lee um, Sharp, <laughs> yeah. But Lee Lee Sharp is fucking good, mate. He's, he's uh... um, they've got Car Cargill, the defender. I don't know if you remember him, M Cargill. They've got a couple no. of decent players, and they've got like Dial up top. Um, cool. So yeah, no, no, de de decent team, decent team. Um. Is there, does, was there anything that you wanted to, to touch base on? No, not really. I, as I said, I just wanted to, you know, it's, it's funny sometimes when you hear people, you know, back and forth with deals, but we already spoke about it. It was just how easy it's, it is to deal over the, over the years with uh, Ian. That was it, really. And we touched on that in the middle of the other conversation. There's a, yeah. there's, there are some people when I know I'm looking for something that I reach out to first, you know, and Ian's like on that list. Because just, as he said, there is like a select group that i think maybe when you're looking for something specific there's like four or five guys that you reach out to first like i needed some youth players i messaged callum and danny this week in one two one and i got four do you know what I mean? because they're my guys i know they they always bring loads in to sell out you know and like i know that they'll always have something for sale do you know what i mean youth wise so i know if i need a little bit of depth you know i i, I ring them spend 30 mil and i'm like see you guys later take it easy but danny's actually giving it up this week so that, that's that's that rumble then Oh, yeah, he's taking a break, I think, he said. Uh, maybe just from one to one but yeah, Danny Lennon is taking a bit of a break, he said. We do speak quite a bit. I, I didn't know that. I'll have to message him later on. Yeah, he's a good lad. I've known, I've, you know, we was in game 100. Yeah, I think he was Benfica in game 100. Years back, my first game. And yeah, again, it's you, you get used to some people, don't you? And they know what you sort of look for because like, he even says to me, he's like, no, nah, I've got nothing that you'd be interested in because we've done so many deals. He like already knows straight away, you know? So it just saves a lot of time. But yeah, that's what I wanted to touch on. Ian's on that list. Like, if I'm yeah, it's a, it's a shame. It's a shame he's taking a break for 1-2-1 one, because one, he is in 1-2-2 two, two at the minute as Mal Mal, top of the league, unbeaten, uh, only conceded nine, nine goals. Um, yeah, but he just wants to doing... focus on that, to be honest. Yeah, yeah no, he's, do, he's, he's doing really well with them, to be fair. It's a lot yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. He, he's he's got no one to challenge him in that league, so he'll probably win it every year. Um, <laughs> I I just want to see if any of these managers bite now because Mikey sings in there and a couple of others. Um, they will. Yeah, no. Listen, Ian, it was absolutely brilliant to have you on, mate. Um, and have a little catch up and a little uh, understanding of where you're at and 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 what you thought about a couple of things. Pleasure. Thanks very much for having me. Anytime. Yeah, anytime, mate. Um, it's about time we did a deal in one, two, two. Then I think we've done a game, done a deal every game since one nineteen, mate. You know that. Yeah, no, you, you, you I already got to, rid of Rob Lee though, so I was like, shit. Well, I got, well, I got for him now. Then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to have to wait a couple of weeks, mate, because his team's about to change so much. Um, <laughs> And and he's and he won't know what he wants to do now, uh, but but no. Listen, Ian, brilliant having you on, and guys, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed the episode, and we'll catch you on the flip side.